Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Thanks for coming on. Give me your time. Yeah, Andrew, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a bit of a uh, bit of a roundabout get, trying to get you on. It was like first you had your holiday and and things like that, but finally here. Yeah, it's been um, for some reason. It's just got lad Bible and then <clears throat> James, and it's just been, people have suddenly just. Uh, yeah, all wanted to have a chat, so which is nice, which is good. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, more than more than happy to you know sort of help. Yeah, well, next time we'll have to definitely do it face to face because uh, Zoom yeah, that'd be is, good. Is a bit of a pain in the ass, but yeah, but it's you know it is what it is. We're 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 all busy people, so yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, first of all, I'd like to just thank you for coming on, really, because uh, sure. you know the amount of times that you ask people that you find interesting if they fancy coming on they're like uh, no I'm okay thanks Fine. or they don't even give you an answer back which is a pain in the ass but yeah but first up like I, most of my uh, listeners know I'm not I'm not a big reader right my, my dyslexia hates the fact that I pick up a book and try and read it's like no you're not doing it but my, miss, both, so my, yeah. my missus will vouch for me on this. I haven't put your book down yet. It's like my, the first time I put it down is literally to speak to you face to face. But I'm plowing through it. But it's, what I really admire about the way you've done the book is how short the chapters are as well. So it actually keeps you more engaged when you're reading it. Was that something that you sort of thought, you know what? That's what I would do if I was reading a book. Or is it just um, how it happened? Yeah. It's by default, really, because it's just it was done, you know, match day, and so it was just, you know, and and instances and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there was just a natural break in, in all of them. So you know, you go Leeds away, or you go Arsenal away, or you'd be yeah, yeah. Millwall at home and stuff. So it was, it yeah, it did. But I was I was I wrote it myself, which they were uh, I had to fight for to start with because they were quite keen for it to be ghost written. Oh, right, yeah. uh, um, and I was. Which was, you know, again was, you know, it was a leap of faith on the on the on the publisher. Um, but once they got, as you say, once they got the first draft, I think they realised that um, it was, um, you know, it was an authentic voice, and as a result of that, they were happy to run with it, and it it, it paid dividends in the end. Yeah, um, but yeah, in relation to to chapter length, it wasn't a it wasn't something that I actually looked at and went, I'm going to make them shorter so that that it keeps people's interest. But it was uh, what. But what I was keen to do was that it just works chronologically. So it was just there was just yeah. natural breaks. So yeah. it definitely worked well, hundred percent. Like when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh wow, I'm on like chapter ten already." It's like, like usually when I pick up a book, I look at it and go, "There's, there's too much in this." But like it just kept me more engaged, and the fact that how engaging the story is itself, like. Yeah, for, for especially for like the likes of sort of my generation, this is going to make you feel old. When I first noticed that you you signed up on the six, was it sixth of March, nineteen eighty six, to do the full for um, March, full for March, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I was I I'm eighty seven, baby me. So when you when you got pinged up, <laughs> yeah, it's going to make you feel old now. <laughs> No, mate, you're only as, you're only as old as you feel, and I feel fucking old. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, uh, so yeah, it's like fifty-seven going on sixty-eight. So, yeah. yeah it's... Well, I'm 
Yeah, I'm 35 going on about 64 with the military background and my fucking body's torn to pieces. Um, but yeah, like growing up for, for me, like you get the films like The Football Factory, even though it's shit, Green Street, but things like that. And I was always like intrigued by the side of football hooliganism. Not that I ever wanted to do any of that sort of stuff because it's fucking a bit fucking mad for me. And football should be a a passionate thing, but not to the point where you want to kick fuck out of people. But yeah, when I when I found out that the movie ID was based around your book and now reading your book, I was like, I gotta I gotta get this guy on. <laughs> it's fucking such an interesting yeah, I, ID was a strange one. Uh, I um I I got approached by uh, by a writer. I was I was in Edinburgh acting. I was doing a show in Edinburgh with a, uh, and a mate of mine who I was who was uh, in the show with um, knew a guy that had uh, that had written a couple of uh, bits, written some bits and pieces for the BBC and stuff. And uh, so he you know, sort of I owe him a little bit. Um, and um, so I wrote I wrote the original story. But I wrote ID absolutely purely because I wanted a part in it. I didn't write it for any other reason. I wrote it because I wanted to, I thought it would help and um, would propel me a bit further up the ladder. And I was at the bottom rung at the time and stayed there for pretty much forever. Um, but um, so that I could get a part. So I wrote, I wrote the film hoping that, uh, well, originally that, that's hoping that I could play me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, it just, it 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 got, it the, the original story got got read and got, uh, and within a week there was four or five options around of companies that wanted to option it to make it, which is pretty rare in filmmaking, even sort of at any time, but particularly back then in the yeah yeah in what was, what was the early nineties. So I wrote ID, um, so the original story in order to get a part, and then. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've only ever seen the film once. I watched the film at the premiere. Yeah, and um, and I've n- not watched it since. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Is one, um, and I've spoken about this before. It's not an ego thing. It's, I've lived it, so I don't really need to fucking watch somebody else doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, <laughs> And it's. Um, I think the director was just Phil Davis. I think he did an amazing job. To be fair. Um, with what he had, which was was not a great script, it was it was it worked for me again. But then it's just my opinion, and there are lots of people love the film. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it, it could have been it could have been a different animal. And some of the some of the um, the people that were in it didn't do it for me. So, um, but that said, it's a cult classic. People love it. And maybe yeah, I yeah. should revisit uh, revisit it and watch it. And uh, but I think people fell in love with the story rather than um, rather than the dialogue and uh, yeah uh, and, and the performances. But you know, it's really easy, uh, particularly as, a, as as an actor, to be critical about somebody else's performance. So um, you know, and the film has stood the test of time, and people people are. Uh, you know, quote lines from it and love it. And so on that basis is what do I know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, but it was, yeah, for me, it was, uh, it was to try and further my career, uh, which he didn't do. 
and I just kept Fair quiet. Enough. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't sort of uh, advertise the fact that it was about me, or because um, I then decided that I wanted to try and forge my career as an actor, just because I wanted people to to give me the work because of because my ability to do my job rather than what I used to do. Yeah, okay. uh, maybe, I, <clears throat> maybe, and it was more difficult back in the sort of nineties. People weren't that interested. And uh, in fact, they were they were a bit against the fact that people about what I'd done. So, uh, which again, is understandable because they just don't get it. That why yeah, should yeah. be employed ex undercover cop when uh, who hasn't really been to drama school when we can we can employ somebody that has. And so, why take the risk? And I can't say I blame them really. Yeah, but on on that though, is if anything, you've done the best form of acting. I mean, you managed to infiltrate one of the top hooligan gangs within the country, and they didn't really have an inkling. So yeah, so the way the way I looked at it was, I could infiltrate South London's finest, convince yeah. them that I was a painter and decorator from Wandsworth who was illiterate and couldn't read, you know, couldn't read or write. Yeah, uh, and I was up for a row, and uh, you know, I worked one day a year. But he was really stressful, you know. Just implied that I was, a, you know, that I did armed robberies. I worked yeah. one day a year. It's really, really stressful, but it pays well. <laughs> um, and I managed to convince all them. So I had this, I suppose, false belief that um, I could convince the great British public that I was Henry V. Um, the problem yeah. is, is that you you need that opportunity. So um, you know, it was it was a two and a half years improvise. It was a two and a half year improv, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, um, and you take the, you know, you, and it's no different to, to being an actor, I don't think. And there are a number, <clears throat> you know, I know a couple of guys that are now acting that used to do what I do. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's, it is the, <clears throat> it is a big test. And, a co- you know, a couple of very famous actors who I've had conversations with said the same, yeah. which is like, you know, we, we play at it and you've done it for real, which is lovely. You know, particularly people that you have massive respect for as actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a way, it is true. But um, it's all about getting that break and getting that yeah, opportunity. It, it's it, like it's that in quite a lot of jobs as well. Like sometimes yeah. it's not what you know; it's who you know. And like you said, um, you you did probably the greatest bit of improv <laughs> for two and a half years, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, cool, cheers for that." When you would have thought, like. A director could have gone right. What sort of roles could we put him in here? We could put him in. You could play him as a as a copper in in I don't know. For example, the bill, something like that. Or you, or you could put him down as a gangster or a hooligan or something like that in a in a different movie. Yeah, like... I, I'm, you know, I I got I got really lucky. I had really good good representation. I had fantastic <laughs> agents who worked really really hard and tirelessly on my part. Yeah, but um, you know, people just it just. Maybe I was, you know, the way I looked at it in the end, because I'm pretty honest and pretty direct, is maybe I was just a bit shit. And um, and that th- I didn't get the gigs because I wasn't good enough or, um, you know, I was a bit two-dimensional. And who knows? I don't know. I never had... Yeah, maybe. Having said that, having never had the opportunity who uh, then to, to do a decent part, uh, or, you know, that's substantial, um, is... I suppose we'll never know unless somebody suddenly decides I tell you what would be a good idea. Maybe we'll cast him. But yeah, maybe. Um, 
Um, but this, you know, I'm not holding out any hope on that. But you know, I'm here. If anyone wants to, you know, offer me a bit of work, I'm more than happy to try. But um, yeah, I think, and that's why it was a natural progression to go from what I did, at, you know, and it come to an end at 23, and think, right, what options have I got open to me? I'm, I've got, and that my at that point it was I had two options, which is, you know, um, I, I'm. I'm really good at lying and I'm really good at convincing people that I'm something that I'm not. Yeah. So I could either become a politician, which really wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. yeah or, like, or, uh, or, or an actor. I didn't really have a lot of, you know, there wasn't really, yeah, that, yeah. You know, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't do brilliantly at school. I didn't, I haven't got, didn't have, you know, a, a massive, I couldn't fall back on a career. You know, I'd been in the police cadets since I was 16. Uh, and I was now 23, and the operation had concluded. I'd done what I considered to be, you know, the pinnacle of my work at that point, and it was like time to move on and do something else. It's mad that you managed to do what you did at such a young age. So starting at like 21, you must have been shitting a brick when you first going going for it. When when you're that age, when you're that age, you're, the the frontal part of your brain's not really developed. So you, you just that's why um, you know young men do crazy shit till they're about twenty five, and then suddenly it's like, oh fucking hold on a minute, I could end up getting hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, um, I, it didn't. Re I, I, it was just a job. I looked on it, it was, and it was an amazing job. And it's like you know, fuck me, I was going to get to. Um, travel around the country making out I was a football league and infiltrating these people and trying to convince them that um that you know that I would I was this guy who was who was up for a route of football. And um and it just went on it went on from there really. And yeah, I looking back on it now is you know I look at you know I look at kids that that, that work for me or you know who are 21 years old and frankly can't even fucking pull their socks up and you're yeah. like it's like, gee, you know, and I, you know, so it's the thing about covert work, and I suppose, and I imagine you've spoken to others, but you know, and if you if if you don't, then when you do, um, subsequently moving forward, is it? It's it. You don't suddenly get to an age, and suddenly someone goes, "Oh, fucking hell! Now you're thirty. You could maybe do a bit of covert work." It's yeah, yeah. um, it's just it's either something you can do or you can't. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's a really specific. It's, it's, there's lots of specifics, but it's just, it's not for everyone for sure. Um, but it's, you know, it's a very, 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 very small minority of people that, that are able, able and then willing uh, and stupid enough to um, think that that would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So on the build up to, um... Starting the starting the task that you were selected for, Did, were you given like a parameter for your you you call it a character for your character have or did it just evolve as oh, you were as you were mate, going it was a, it was a app well you know this you've been in the military mate it's, it was a it was what you would affectionately know as a complete and utter shit show yeah yeah, yeah. they just went this is what you're doing uh, good luck. That was it. <laughs> fucking hell. That, yeah. that was it. There was no fucking background. There was no, this is what you could do. There was no false identities. There was no, um, there was an absolutely 
fucking nothing. And the, the, th- the only thing I had was I got a business card made up, yeah. which Spectrum, Spectrum de- Decorating, <laughs> Jim Ford with an accommodation address in Croydon. So I'm turning yeah. up at Millwall, having never fucking been there before. When it, uh, no, when they're they're all started to get a little bit, there'd been a, there'd been a load of people nicked just before we came in. Um, already, they'd already tried it once, and um, I'm sort of trying to convince these people that you know I'm 21 years old. I'm Jim. I'm a painter and decorator from Wandsworth. You've never seen me before. You don't know who I am. And then they go like that, back it up, and you go, oh, oh, oh ego. There's my business card. Yeah. Like, like, che- cheers for that. Which, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, which you then go, is later on, they're like, you gave us a business card. Yeah, I don't know what it fucking says. Because yeah. it's just like, he does that, which is, which is the, the guy I worked with. I said, I haven't got a clue what he says on that. It's just like, because I can't read or write it. You know, I can't read, so I don't know. So yeah. I'm giving you something. I haven't got a clue what it said on it. But it's, um, it was just a, a the, the the whole thing was to start with wasn't was, was just to say it, it was beyond bad. Yeah, yeah. And then we quickly realised, and fortunately, we got assistance from not from the Metropolitan Police, but from the Greater Manchester Police because there was a they were doing a similar operation, and they had an amazing guy who was heading up their covert team. Yeah, yeah. It was the real deal, proper, 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 proper. And within weeks of meeting him, we had false driving licenses and UB um, signing on cards and cars yeah. all registered in our different names. Uh, you know, a proper a proper sort of legend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, um, <clears throat> but the only reason we got that was by, because he stepped in and went, what the fuck, this is a joke. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's fucking dangerous as well, especially for you guys doing it. Obviously, you've signed up because you want to do it. You know the risks, but obviously these guys are fucking nutters. So if they suss you too much, they're just gonna be kick fuck out of you, basically, aren't they? Because they're they're always gonna be. If you were, all, if, you, all, if you, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. If you if you were sussed out, you know we had it put we had it put on us, um, and we, we managed to we managed to to, to blag it out, blag through it, but. Um, and I think they, you know, look on reflection, they were asking it, us, hoping that we were going to come out with something that was viable and feasible, so that everyone could just carry on because they yeah, were not, yeah. you know, they were nice guys, and um, you know, we were in a, in a way using those to get to where we needed to get to, um, and I just, yeah, it it wouldn't be what would worry me, and what would and the concerning bit is not the main guy or the main guys. Yeah, yeah. If they punch you and then they just walk away, it's all the wanky hanger-ons Got you. that yeah, want yeah. to then come in and kick you in the head when you're down on the floor unconscious and jump all over you and all that. You yeah. know, the, the guys that... They don't really have any fight arm. etiquette. <laughs> well, they're not brave enough to step up and start it, but they're quite, yeah, happy, yeah. To they're quite happy to step in and finish it. Yeah, I got you. When everyone's done all the fucking hard work. So... Um, so yeah, it's um, but you don't, you know, it, the minute you start thinking and worrying about stuff like that, it's not, it's not the job for you. The minute yeah, you yeah. start thinking, oh my god, could get sussed here, or I, I might get, you know, so what happens? What happens if they realise who I, 
mate. The minute that happens, yeah, you, you, you start you start to get you start to you start to get into that mindset. Is you need to, you need to get the fuck out. Yeah, because obviously you're going to have to go in two footed into this and believe in yourself that you are Jim Ford from Wandsworth or wherever you said you were from. Sorry, pardon. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to believe that because as soon as you give up a little bit of as soon as you go, right, well, I'm actually James and I'm a fucking copper, still in your head, you're like, shit. Then you start double, like, doubting yourself, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, again, it's back to the acting thing. It's just pure method, isn't it? You just take, you take that character, you assume, you know, you assume it and you do it. But, it's again, it's like, but, you know, it, and I know people, are really, they're really keen and hope that you just go, yeah, and I got fucking right into it and it properly spun my nut out and I all got fucking, it all went, I went fucking proper off the rails. I was fucking, it was a fucking job. Yeah. All right. And I just wanted to do the best job that I could. And I managed to keep, you know, my job was to be, you know, I, I got called out by the sergeant and he just said, you know, problem with you is you know you you're, you're a fucking hooligan and i'm like of course you <laughs> and of course yeah. i'm a fucking hooligan. <laughs> you know and i'll tell you why i'm a fucking hooligan that's my, that's my job yeah. you know we ain't gonna do this from the fucking boiled sweets and the you know, friends yeah. and family exposure isn't gonna no, happen exactly no you're, so, you're so, basically you've got to fully immerse yourself into that lifestyle yeah and if you want to do the if you want to if you, you want to do it you properly, want to catch, like, if you want to catch, if you want to catch the nasty, horrible people, and you, you know, and you want to, you know, you, you want to put violent people who are just, you know, who are there purely because they just want to fight whenever they can. Yeah. And you want, you know, and you want to put them, you know, take them out of society, which, which, you know, the way I looked at it is, it was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there is a it's a big moral question about what we were doing whether it was right or wrong or um and how it makes you feel and all that stuff and but you just once you're in it and you're doing it you don't start you, you know you can't you don't start to question about uh or you do um all the time actually but you don't you don't look at it and go you know we really shouldn't be doing this yeah because then you shouldn't have signed up for it in the first place and, you know don't do it it's like when you go, I'm sure when you go Afghanistan, Iraq, or wherever, and you're like, you don't sit there when people are fucking bullets flying over your head, going, no. like, "We really shouldn't be here because it's not our fucking war." Exactly. It's like you're, it's like you don't do it. You can focus on the fact that you don't want to get fucking shot. Yeah. So you do everything, or and you don't want your mate to get shot. You know, it's all blown up. So you fucking do everything you can to make sure that that, that it's it, it's not you or you know or your squadron or any of your mates. Yeah. So while while you were going through through all that, obviously you're starting to build up rapports and you what could be classed as friendships with with these people. Obviously, you're starting at the lower levels. Did, was it harder to gain the trust of the ones above? Say that. Yeah, <laughs> it took it took yeah 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 it took a bit of time, but it, we again we you know we we worked hard. You know, we went into the pub where we knew that, you know, one of the top boys was, was and he ran the pub. And, um, you know, we frequented that pub in the in the, in the the sort of lunch times. And yeah. so that when we went in there at match day, six well, four months later, is the barmaids knew who we were and nobody gave us a second look because we were 
you know, we went to the bar and we, you know, you're usual and you're like, yeah, 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 good. You know, I haven't seen you this week. So I know, you know, we've been busy with working out, out, out country and all that stuff. So, you know, so yeah, it does. It takes, it takes a bit of time and you need a bit of luck. And, yeah. um, you know, but, but ultimately it's, you just, you need to focus on what you're doing and, and, and work, fucking work hard. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just fall in your lap. You have to work hard. The same with everything. You have to, you yeah, know, you have, you, have to, you have to graft. You have to make it work. And the way of doing that is that, you know, you're, you know, people go like, oh, yeah, it must be really difficult going into a pub at lunchtime every day and fucking drinking. And you're like, well, actually, if you think about it, it is quite difficult because actually I don't want to be in that fucking pub and I don't really want to be drinking. Yeah, and also, uh, you, um, also but, you, you, your job wasn't to go in just to drink. You're obviously clocking everything that you're seeing. You're taking mental notes. You can't exactly go, right, let me get my book out. Hold on. No, and not only that, but you, you can drink and drink and drink, but the adrenaline is so high, you fucking never get pissed. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna actually ask about the adrenaline rushes that you must have gone through. Yeah, massive, massive adrenaline rushes, but, um, but actually, alcohol and getting drunk. It's, and then what you do is you get back to the, to the office or the, well, the house in which we were subsequently, in which we were, we we were working out of, and the drive home was absolutely fucking horrendous, because yeah. all of the adrenaline were going. You're driving home, and you just. As you're driving, you're just getting more and more pissed <laughs> because the adrenaline is disappearing, yeah. and you're just you're just fucking like windows open and fucking <laughs> falling asleep, and, and because when you left, you were actually fucking as sober as a judge. Yeah. The time you you know, it's got to be mad as well. It's got to be mad because obviously you, the way the football is, you obviously start drinking at lunchtime for a, or even earlier before. Yeah, for a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I mean, fucking fortunately, there were they were sort of um, there were opening hours back then. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. a weather. It wasn't a weather spoons for breakfast at nine. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. It was you know it was, the pubs weren't you know they weren't really open until midday, uh, and they were closed at three. And then you know and then you so, but it's amazing the amount of alcohol that someone can consume between twelve o'clock and half two. Yeah. So, um, but you know, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, a, you know, it's a drinking culture. So, and you ain't again, you're not going to get away with turning up and asking for a fucking lime and soda. Yeah. Can I, can I just have a shandy, please? Absolutely not. Exactly. Well, unless you're working with the sergeant who wants, go, go likes to go out on the first night and ask for two halves, and you're like, what the fuck? Are you <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. Well, we're working, and I'm like, fuck it, we won't be working. We won't be working anywhere if you carry on with that, dressed in your fucking Calvin Kleins and, you know, yeah. your Yves Saint Laurent shirt and your boat and your deck shoes. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Driving down, driving the first night out, driving there, and he's marked two bright penis red um, Golf GTI with a fucking windsurfer strapped to the roof. I'm like, what the fuck? In South London, I'm like, what the fuck are we yeah, doing? Isn't it? it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Know your audience. Come on. But, I mean... You're going to you Millwall. But we got... <laughs> we, 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 for some bizarre reason, we, 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 you know, we, 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 pulled it, we pulled it off. 
I think they just, I think maybe we were just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think they probably looked at the two and thought there's absolutely no way these two fucking idiots can be old Bill. Yeah. It's just, you know, they just like, it's the, he's too young and he's too fucking stupid. So, um, makes, you, um, makes you think how he became a copper. <laughs> um, mate, joking, joking aside, he, he, he was a really intelligent guy. Oh, was he? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it, as you get older, you realize, um, because yeah, we, it was the, we had a fractious relationship uh, doing what we did. Because he just, you know. But now I look back on it, and uh, I mean, he was just a, pretty much a legend, to be fair. Because um, he just didn't want. He, he he fucking hated it. Yeah, it just wasn't his. But he just fucking hated the, the people. Thought they were, you know, he wasn't a big fan. Um, he wasn't a great fucking football fan. He wasn't that fussed. But he was, you know, it worked. And um, he was, of the four of us um, now, um, absolutely, categorically, he was the bravest of the four of us, for sure. Absolutely, 100%. He was the one that was the most courageous. And that was because he was he was looking after us three and trying to fucking sort us out. And yeah. every time he went out, he was his ass was hanging out like a windsock. He absolutely fucking hated it. Yeah, I bet. But he, but he did it because it was his job, and he wanted to try and do the best job possible. He's, he's got because to be. He just did, just did not. He just was not. You know, there were times he just just went, "This is fucking not for me." Yeah, and I'm like, you know, fair enough. So, but <laughs> but still, but still managed to fucking crack on. That's. Yeah, that takes some fucking balls. Especially when you know that you're literally out with one of the most notorious football firms within the country and you know for a fact that they're going to get in a in a ruck, whether it's the team they're playing or an organised meet between another London-based firm. Yeah. You know something's going to kick off. And that, like, the adrenaline rush that you get even on a night out and you think, well, hold on, something's going to happen. But the fact that you guys knew that you're doing it and you've got that fine line between being a copper, like serving the community and having to show these boys that you're fucking nutters like them. That's fucking madness when you think about it. <laughs> it is. But what you just you look at is that, again, it's your job. You've got to be as yeah, convinced yeah. as you can. Um, I, ne I never instigated, never looked to um, have a have a row or a fight with anybody, but if someone is running at me, wanting to punch me in the fucking head, and I'm there, and I know they're going to punch me in the head, I'm going to make sure that I punch them before they punch me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the and the other thing about all of this is, you know, <coughs> is you ain't going to get the evidence at the back. You ain't going to get the respect and the kudos standing at the back. You're not going to get accepted and elevated up the ranks standing at the back. So it's, um, you know, it's a very, very, very fine line. And it's a very difficult one to, um, and you've got to remember that think there's thousands of things that are going around in your head, like in milliseconds, 
if I do that, I stand there, I've got this guy looking at me, I've got that guy. If, if I fucking instigate it, then is it age or provocateur? Am I causing the fucking row? Is I've got to remember who started the fight, I've got to remember how many people are there. All of that is all going on in your head. And you've got to try and remember it. And then you've got the added thing where you're thinking, some fucker's going to recognise me, so it's going to be, you know, some some copper who's suddenly going to go, fuck, it's Jamie doing out there and fucking with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you have all of this, all emotions, and then you've got self-preservation. Then you've got, um, you're working with a sergeant who couldn't fight his way out of a plastic bag. So you're like, you think, oh, fucking. So you've got all of that that you're dealing with, and yeah. you're 21 years old, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's craziness. It's craziness. Like, what what was what was the worst one? If you if you can like pick out of all the many different meets that you probably went to, which what was the one where you thought, "Fuck, this is not going to be good." Like whether it's Arsenal, Arsenal away, Arsenal away, yeah, in the in 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 the Arsenal home end. So what was the North Bank at Highbury? Yeah, uh, in the FA Cup, went in with the guy, the the landlord from the pub, and um. Uh, a couple of guys that I recognised and then a load of other guys that I didn't and ended up standing in the Arsenal North Bank with 15 proper geezers, me and the sergeant who had turned into a jellyfish and fucked off. Just fuck, He just fucked off. He just looked at me, walked up the steps and just give it out. I must went, oh, fucking no, I can't do this. Yeah. And I'm standing there thinking, I can't go because the fucking landlord from the pub's here. Yeah, if yeah. I go, that's it. We're fucked. Yeah, it'll so be, be literally. You and they're, mate, and they're, they're in their they're in their mid to late thirties, proper grown, fucking proper men, right? And yeah. me, twenty one years old in a in a pair of dungarees, um, thinking, and then they start singing "No One Likes Us" in the middle of the fucking Arsenal North Bank, and I'm like, um. Oh, I remember singing, like, that no one likes us, no one likes us. And I, as I'm singing, I'm thinking, I'm going to, well, no one likes us, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah, fuck. And it just, and it, 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 it kicked off. And it was, it was, yeah, I mean, just, and, and again, you, again, you, you know, I've said this, you, one thing you learn, particularly when, you know, even from a young age is, when if, if you're in a you know a row or whatever, you, you never go down, do you? No. If you go down, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like I was like, I, mean, I weren't going down. So I was windmills and all sorts, and I just all I remember is just spilling out onto the pitch and then getting nicked. And then the fucking yeah. copper led. He led instead of leading me the one way around the ground, he went the wrong way and led me towards ten thousand Millwall. I mean, I couldn't. You couldn't have scripted it. Yeah, he's leading me towards ten thousand Millwall, and you could feel as we're going there, he's fucking. You can feel his arts going as we're heading towards it because yeah, they're all yeah. going. They're going mental, and they've obviously just seen their own. Yeah, and for me, it was just like I'm like got this massive platform, and I managed to break free from him and dive in the crowd, and then it was from then on really we were we were sort of made. Yeah, that that was that was as though that was like the the shining moment. From then on, it's like. He's one of us, definitely. There's no way you would... Well, it's just, you know, it was... And in a way, I was, because I fucking did stand in the Arsenal North Bank. I did fucking have, have a massive 
fucking free for all in, yeah. in with, with a load of geezers and spilled out onto the pitch and then and, and and then managed to break free and dive in the crowd. So there wasn't any reason why they wouldn't. But um, yeah, I would say that was the in a funny way that was the best day. Yeah. Um, but it, but the, uh, on the actual on the the way the way that that it worked on the um, the mechanics of the day that was the one where I was the most scared. No, I bet because I was just like, if this goes wrong, this is fucking going to end horrendously. Yeah, definitely. We are, we know, right? We're not, we're not right. We know we're not down behind the goal, just six people in front of us. We're right in the fucking middle. Arsenal so, left and the right, above and uh, below. Eight eight thousand all around you. It's like fucking Zulu doorman. We were fucked. So it was just like. But it was, um, yeah, it's um, that. So that was that was probably the scariest day. Fucking hell! But there was loads. There's loads of them. There was there were great days and funny days and unbelievably sad days. And um, you know, there was a, a gamut of emotions all the way through the two and a half years, really. I bet. Uh, but the constant of all of it was every day was every day was another day, and it was an, you know, and it was another risk. That's fucking mad. That's made me go, Jesus. Like, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, it's bad enough on a night out when you get surrounded by about two or three. But eight thousand. Yeah, but it's you know you're a, uh, you just you get again. It's just you know my job was to be there, and that was you know, and that's yeah. maybe naive on my part. It's like you know. Plus, it's there's mate. It's a, you, you know, there's there's certain qualities that you need to work in, 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 you know, in covert environments, which are you know, you need to be a bit brave, but you also need to, you need to be really. You do need to have a real air of arrogance. Yeah, I'll where be. you I fucking do this, of course, of course. So, who yeah. am I? Well, what's the vaccine got to do with you? It's yeah. like you know, you have that arrogance, and you you know you, and you have to be a bit brave, and you have to be knowledgeable about your law and you have to know you know when you can and you have to be you have you know you have sorry i forgot to press the record button (laughs) so you know yeah it's it's just it's not an exact science basically working in working in that way and uh you have to do a you know it's and sometimes you get it wrong and you know and some of the and the consequences are dire if you get it fucking badly wrong, uh, and then you know, fortunately for us, most of the time we got it right. So, you know, it's um, and it's a, it's an amazing experience, at, you know, in in your early twenties to be working, you know, to be to be doing that that sort of work. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, I I joined it as a spotty thin, pasty, 21-year-old copper who um, had worked up, I'd been quite lucky and worked in plain clothes for, for, for quite a while, really, considering. Um, and I left it a much wiser, fatter um, man. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's experiences that I would never, ever change because... But I was very keen when I left that it was going to be, it was, you know, I was, 
it was a big part of my life in relation yeah. to certainly at that at that point but it wasn't what well, I, I didn't want it to define me it was yeah, you know okay. I, I wanted to, I wanted to I wanted to do there were other things that I wanted to do uh, yeah, and yeah. fortunately for me I've managed to do some absolutely crazy shit thing mental shit things like mental stuff yeah. uh business like business wise and career wise and everything and um and that's just you know, it's 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 just a, a little cog in the wheel, to be fair. Yeah. So, Whereas, you know, it it could have been just just a bit. It could have just all been about that. Yeah. And yeah, and you couldn't. But in the same breath, you couldn't blame you if it if it was because the experience that you had doing that, like, you could you could make a career out of that. You could go and help teach. Not that you can teach like covert policing because obviously you either got it or you haven't but little hints and tips and things like that that you could pass on a bit of knowledge well, you do you, you do use i mean i've used it in um so i've used it but i mean it's you know there are you know that getting convincing people that you know the people that work for you and convincing them that you know they're doing a good job and Mm. Uh, and trying to, you know, and, and getting getting really good people, to, you know, to jump on board and start our businesses and just say, look, you know, we can, we, we can make this work and we can do that stuff. You know, it's, mate, frankly, to have a film made about yourself yeah. by the time you're 30 and not be dead or in prison is a pretty fucking not a bad achievement. No. It's all right. No, yeah, I'll all, take that. It's all right. We'll take that. Yeah. Take that. But, but again, for me, and, I, and you learn as you get older and as you mature and all of that stuff and you get more grumpy because you get older and all the other bits and you look back and reflect and all that stuff, is I've realised that I'm much, much better at the journey than I am at the once you get there. Yeah, yeah. So I love the journey, but when I get there, I'm like, I've fucking done this, I need to do something else now. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's, that's pretty much what I've done in moving forward from that it's all the other the, the other careers that i've had on the other jobs and the other businesses that i've run and owned and worked and and uh, and set up and what have you is i get to that point where it's you know it's all really good and really great and it's like right let's, let's say else now yeah I, just, swear, I swear i read on on like a, i can't remember if it was like a wikipedia thing on you or or something but did you did you dabble in a bit of stand up comedy as well, or did I make? That yeah, up? I did. I absolutely, I did. I did a. Um, I stopped performing it when my uh, when the kids came along. Yeah, and I was I was adamant that they had a good education because I didn't. Yeah. So um, and, in all, and, and, in all, and in order to do that, I thought that if you paid for it, it that you got something a bit better, um, and invariably i suppose um the, the, the statistics are that you do um i would argue that's probably not the case you just you, you do you, you do play a lot more sport and you get to do drama and a bit of art and you do that bit you do that a bit more in a much nicer environment yeah yeah but teachings uh, sorry schooling is all about the quality of the teachers so uh mine got lucky so um so i was absolutely adamant that so I stopped in 2003. So I had uh, four, 2004, I see. And so I had the um, the opportunity to then go and do pilot season in LA, which is like you go there and you just hoik around for for basically for three months trying to get on a on a pilot. Yeah. 
Mm. And then hopefully that pilot gets picked up and then, you know, you get, you get, you get your break. But I had, you know, I had a really young family at the time and um, I just thought, you know, I've, I can't, I can't go. Cause if I go, it's just, what's the point in having kids that I'm not going to be here. So yeah, totally get that. Um, so when I can actually do something about it. And so I stopped and then I went back to exercise that muscle when I wrote the book in 2012 and it came out in 2013 uh, and I saw Howard Marks do a one-man show on Mr Nice mm. um, and I went sort of the mate and we just went we should do that about the book so in order to exercise the muscle and get me back I started doing some stand-up and um, that's that that's a proper proper adrenaline rush that oh it's good what, you what's, wanna, scarier? <laughs> what's scarier? What's scarier? Arsenal away. Well, again, <laughs> it's, um, I I never got it. Never it never con- not concerned me because obviously I want to. You want to be good and you want people to laugh at you. Yeah, is yeah. Um, I was went <laughs> thinking and 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 of the I was of the philosophy of what is the fucking worst that can happen is people aren't going to laugh. Yeah, you know. I mean, I wasn't doing it in order to pay the mortgage. So I didn't have to. I didn't have to go gigging all around the country and uh, taking gigs or jobs that I didn't really want to do, but I needed it because I needed the money, like lots of stand-up, lots of comedians do. So I was in a quite fortunate position, in a way. Um, I didn't need to do that. So, and I think what that does is it gives you, it, it relaxes you a bit more because you're not, you're not doing it, and it's just like, yeah, I get, I get that. I've got to get another gig. It's got to be for. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And that's one thing I think that if, if I'm going to do anything, I might go back and do again. Yeah, it's as though it's just, actually being in the moment will probably work better for comics than thinking, well, if they, what happens if they don't fucking laugh? But yeah, you, you're yeah, quite... I mean, You always have that in the back of your head and it's just like, but ultimately for me, it's just like, what the, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to die. You're not going to, you know, you're not, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going, I can't feed my kids. I can't pay yeah, their I school fees. I can't pay the mortgage. It's, um, it's like, they're just, they're not going to laugh. And it's just like, and, I mean, fortunately they did. So, um, not all the time, but most of the time. And it was, it, they, they, I didn't, I never, I never died in my ass. Um, and then I did that. And then as a result of that, that exercise and that muscle and starting to get, good gigs and and doing 10 minutes and you know doing the comedia and starting the London clubs and that um we then went and did the one-man show which we did in Edinburgh yeah and for the first week we we, we had pretty much the sound crew the lighting crew and all the techies came to the show in the first week and then word got out and by the end of the the run which was like four weeks we were doing two shows a day and sold out. Yeah. And, um, and as a result of that, we then got picked up by the comedy guys off the curb and then went, um, went and did it at the Soho theater in London, did it for a week there, sold out there. So living the dream. And then it, yeah. And then went latitude festival, um, and then finished in New York off Broadway. Wow. Fucking so, hell. Um, that was crazy, and then it was then it was that was again one of those moments where 
in order to pursue and move forward in, on in, with the comedy is I needed to, to 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 do it all the time. Yeah, I needed to start gigging, like doing two, three gigs a week, and um, the kids were at that age where I didn't want to. You know, they were thirteen. You know, they were they were teenagers, and I needed to be about. Yeah, and so. And um, and I, you know, I'd always been at home with my, with you know, as a, as a family. So I, I chose not to do it. Yeah, it's 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 amazing what having a family does in terms of changing your sort of mentality on things. So I, I was very similar with with when I left the military. That was because I was like, well, I'm sick and tired of leaving the wife and kids. I've got, but. Being in being in the air force was was my dream ever since I was little. My dad did it, my granddad did it. I was like, I'm doing it. I did it, and then it was like, oh, I need to make a change here. Sometimes, sometimes your your own dreams have to go on the back burner. Well, yeah, and, and, um, but you did it, didn't you? Yeah, you've yeah. done it. So, so it's like park that, and then off we go, and then and it's um, let's find the next challenge. And you know whatever that challenge be, but it's um, you know, and we we all want to be. I mean, all of us want to be successful at whatever we do. You know, you want you know, you just you just you know, you want to be you want to be good at what you do, and you want to be successful. And um, you know, and you, I, I think um, is just so. The way I've always looked at it is, I would never ask anyone to do something I wouldn't do myself. And, um, and and work-wise, is you know, business is not difficult. Like for me, it's, it's you know, it's not it's not rocket science. Is you got to believe, you know, basically you got to believe in your product. Yeah. Uh, um, you got to make sure that you've that that you you know that you employ the best people possible uh, in order to do, and that they believe in the product too. Uh, and the way that you employ the best people possible is you pay more than everyone else. And then they don't, and then they don't leave because you're they're being paid more, but more with you than they are with someone else. And then you make you make that um, that working environment as, as pleasant and as positive and as uh, fun as you can. At the same time, as making sure that if you earn, let's say, by argument's sake, hundred quid, that you don't keep it all to yourself. Yeah, and uh, and that you spread it about and. It just all that does in, in very simplistic terms is it just creates an environment where people want to work. And the problem, well, you know, nowadays, I'm getting a bit, we're going off kilter here, but yeah, you is, crack that, on. is that for me, is that um, 20% of people do 80% of the work. Yeah. Uh, and the other 80% really fucking aren't that fast. Yeah. So um, you just want to make sure that or you hope that you're in that 20% and that the people that you employ are in that 20% and you, you got a fucking good chance. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's a strange sort of time that we live in at the minute with, with work environments and things like that is PC gone mad. It's not like it was back in the, uh... <laughs> well, we've got that. We got that. I mean, there was, you know, I don't want to get political because it's that's one thing I'm not is um, you know about the about the commentary about the fact that we're work shy and this 
you know, and everyone gets all bent out. Show, I fucking believe that people would say that and that we're lazy and we fucking are. Yeah, there okay? are a lot. We are. Yeah. We are. I mean, just fucking face it, right? We are. And ask anyone who employs people or anyone that's run their own businesses, um, particularly when you're employing a number of people, Not we're not talking about two or three, but when you're employing, you know, 80, 100 people. Yeah. Um, is, Excuse me. It's... It's it's the, the, the vast majority of those people are there just for the paycheck. So oh, you, you need to hundred percent make sure that that the people. And it's much more difficult as the numbers increase in order to get make sure that you get that twenty percent. So you learn very well. I've learned, you know, I learn is that you reduce your numbers down and make sure that you surround yourself with people and you you can you can do with ten people what most people do with a hundred. Yeah. Because you've got you've got a workforce that are dedicated and driven and want to work, and um, for me, and again, that's only my personal opinion, and I'm happy to be shot down. It is <laughs> um, we are, <clears throat> but for me, it's we are we are we are in an environment where where people aren't that people people are fucking lazy and don't want to work, and and very entitled. A lot of people they're very entitled. Well, nowadays, everyone wants to be a manager and they've only been in the job six weeks. Yeah. Why am I not a manager? It's like, because you've been in the job fucking six weeks. Yeah. And, and yeah. why haven't I got a car? Well, it's because you don't get a car until you've been here two years. and Or, yeah. you know, you will get you, you will yeah. get a car in six weeks if um, you fucking sold anything. And so, and, and oh, you'd, probably, and you'd probably progress if your attitude wasn't so far up your fucking ass. It's unreal. But yeah, I totally get all that. I totally get all that. So here's a quick question. Going back to uh, back to the football, were you, were you a football fan before you joined in? So I read in the book. Yeah. Obviously, you played rugby as a as a as a kid, and obviously the story of your dad turning up when you were playing rugby. Yeah, you mate. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> so for those who haven't read the book, yeah, it's. <laughs> I was, I went to the grammar school, which I didn't. I didn't last long, mate. I went to the grammar school. I was only there for a year and a half, and I got expelled. Um, <clears throat> but um, I got into the grammar school. <clears throat> I got part way the eleven plus, and I passed it. Much to everyone's fucking surprise, me included. Um, and um, went to the grammar school, and they played rugby, and I fucking loved it. And I was quite good at it. I was all right. And I was. I played scrum off. I was all right. First match ever. Scrumming down, we're about five minutes into the game. I bent down to put the ball in the scrum, and then all I can hear is, oh, ask a four, no, ask a three, four. <laughs> what is that? And I stood up, and both the and both sets of the, the scrum, and the scrum stood up with me. So my guys and the opposing team all stood up, and then all in fucking unison, all turned and looked. And then coming across the pitch was this fucking dick <laughs> uh, on a police motorbike with a fucking bright day glow yellow jacket on and a thing and then parks the bike by on the top basically by the touchline and gets off right and i just never forget this ever he just took his helmet off and looked at me and went all right son <laughs> and i remember going looking at him and i went no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Cheers for that. 
And anyway, we so we got we got I can't remember if it's in the book or not. So we start playing, right, and because the radio's on. Yeah. We're halfway through the first half or second half of it, and suddenly there's this big shout comes up and there's this chase coming up and there's they're commentating commenting on this chase all around yeah. all through South London. <laughs> the whole fucking game stops. Everyone comes over and stands and listens to the chase for 10 minutes. <laughs> while, there's, while they're going on about 80 miles an hour, he's going left, left, left. And eventually everyone got, I think they, from, from memory, I think they got away. So, um, which made it all that much better, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, could have done without that, really. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, what what was it like growing up in, like, South, South, was it South or South East London? You grew up in South East London. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we were um, Abbeywood, Thamesmead, Belvedere oh, around there. Yeah, I know. I used to, um, I used to work around yeah. there for, for Loomis carrying the cash in transit back in the day. All right. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, um, I had an absolutely fantastic childhood. Cool. I had four of the best mates you could ever, ever wish to have. Yeah, and we'd yeah. known each since we were three, four years old, and we all grew up together. And I see them sporadically now at funerals and the odd message, but yeah. um, just because life just moves. But it does, yeah. Um, but just fucking top guys, and we had an absolute scream from when we were four years old until we were eighteen. Yeah. And one then everyone started, you know, get getting back to back then. Everyone got married and had kids at a really early age. So, um, yeah, I had a fantastic. I fucking hated school with an absolute passion. I, I just primary school was all right, but yeah. secondary school, I just didn't get it. I, just, I still don't get it. To be fair, it's really <laughs> difficult when you got kids. I'm just like, what am I? What are you doing? Teaching me cosines and giving me slide rules and. Well, if you want to be an engineer, and you're like, I fucking don't want to be an engineer. I couldn't think of anything yeah, I worse. Yeah, I just I did everything. Yeah, literally. every single thing I did in order to get out of school. I invented that I had, I had a fucking I, I bought a dummy cast off of Exchange and Mark for a fiver, <laughs> which I got from my paper round, and made out for six months. I had a complicated green stick fracture, so I couldn't do any couldn't do any work because <laughs> I had a broken arm until my parents until my parents. Like found out that there was a parents' evening, and then went Brilliant. and everyone's no, he's, he's coping so well with his broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that was that was that was an interesting conversation with my dad gonna, when he came home. I was going to say, I bet that was a nice. I tell, that, I tell you, I was lucky I didn't come out with a broken neck. That one. Yeah, uh, that yeah, <laughs> pa- parenting was was a lot different back then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then I had I managed to feign I had asthma. I used to fucking wheeze and cough and stuff. And I'd go asthma clinic on Wednesdays, never went. And then <laughs> was from when I was 14, I was running a market stall on Wednesdays and Saturday with two yeah. girls that lived on our lived on our estate. So I was um I was doing that on Wednesdays and um and Saturdays. Fucking earning a wedge as well. Fucking Yeah, I was there. I did I, I fucking good money too. They were really fair. They were brilliant. They, they, they definitely gave me my work ethic. They were fucking blinding. Just yeah. two really good girls. You know, it was all they were the talk of the estate because they were a couple of girls living together, uh, which didn't really did <laughs> not happen back then. 
just it wasn't you know yeah. it was just one would just be like but because you know you wouldn't have argued with either of them yeah they give they give they give, they give anyone a good run for their money but they were just absolute grafters so direct so straight and that you know i owe them a, 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 an awful lot because they, oh, they, they, taught, they taught me, um, you know, they taught me business, really. Yeah. Because obviously, like, South and South East London is a completely different sort of, well, it seems like a completely different sort of place. Like, especially with, with, the, with the use of today, with these road men and road kids, or what, I don't know what the fuck they call themselves. But it just, it just seems like, it's, it's, it was a. It's, it's, it's a different. It's a different. It's, I mean, yeah. the, the country is a different place to live now. Yeah. It, um, you know, we are in extraordinary times. Yeah. It's, it's in relation to, where it's, it's quite extraordinary where how we've managed to get to this point, and, <laughs> and not only is it, I can. Un, it, it's just the fact that it's. Some of this shit's acceptable. It's just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. you know, you just you just look at it, and it's um, it 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 beggar, but some of it just beggars belief. Yeah, it's, you know, and you know, so I look at you look at the police now. I mean, and it's you know they're they're at an all time low in relation to their morale, uh, and and in, and in relation to how the public perceive them, yeah. and what and what the you know and what the public think of them. And you know, it's there's there is a there is a there is a large justification as to as to, as to, to why why the public think that. Yeah. And so, uh, but who'd want to be who'd want to be a copper now? Fucking not me. Yeah, exactly. I, I look at it. It was one of the options that I was going to take when I um, left the forces. Was like, I quite an easy progression, quite possibly to join a police force. I never did in the end, but when you look at it, it's like, who, who would want that job? Like, people... well, I think the, the clue is, is I think it went from, I think that when it started to go, um, when the, the slippery slope for me is when it went from a police force to a police service, mm. um, they now want to be called a police service. And then you go, right. Okay. It could be a not service, I really, because you don't fucking see it's, 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 it's a police force, you know, that's what you're, you're there to uphold the law. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, they're, but again, it's that, it is that adage of, you know, 80%, 20%. Yeah. And in that environment, is it's far more heightened um, because they are, you know, they're, they're front line. So, you know, you end up with a, you know, with lots of, you know, good serving police officers who are just thinking, what am I fucking doing? So I'm getting no backup here. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting no support. Um, I'm working my absolute ass off. I'm working with people that don't, they're only here because they want to get a paycheck at the end of the day. And um, I'm, fuck it, I'm going to go and do something else. Yeah. And so... And, and and the pay ain't great, so people look to do all the, 
you know, all the stuff that were, that made it, that incentivized it before, like, you know, with rent allowances and providing with providing, providing you with, you know, somewhere to live and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's just all gone. And it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, we are, we, we are in extraordinary times and I don't really quite know what the, um, what yeah. the answer is. Well, I do, I think I do know, but um, it's just not what people want, I don't want to hear, so. No. And, what always gets me, and I, I see it on on different social media things, is people are always quick to get their phone out, re- start recording when it's like gone past the actual crime that's committed, to try and catch the police officers out doing something or, or whatever it is, and it's like, yeah, but you just, I mean, again, it's just you know, you just, is you have to, you, you know, you have to either be taught how to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, in order that you deal with it properly, um, and you just have to be. And again, it's it, it's not fucking hard. You just you just have to be professional about what you do, and yeah. um, you know, and we you know we live in a world of social media. That's that's you know, and it has its it has a, it has a lot of positives. It There's does. a lot of positives yeah. about about you know about you know you get to you get to do stuff you know you get to do stuff like this and people get to watch stuff like this that ordinarily. 10 years ago they wouldn't have been able to and some would say thank fuck for that I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it is what it is but um i think it's i think it's you know it's it's about it's all about education it's all about giving people the tools to do their job properly yeah. and you know if if you if you do that and you you know you you and you need you know they've just got they've announced 20,000 policemen they need they fucking took them at the eight, eight, ten years ago. Yeah. They need 45, 50,000 policemen. Again, the thing is, though, but who's going to want to do it? Yeah, exactly. Who, who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? No. I don't. I'm quite, I'm quite, I get pissed off when I have to deal with the kids just on the uh, the estate that I work at doing security because they're fucking annoying little shits. You just want to give them a, you want to give them a bit of a pasting, but you're like, yeah. You're 12 yeah, years but old. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you just you got to step back from that, and and you got to look at, and again, I don't sound boring, but you got to look at why they're behaving the way that they are. It's, it's not, it's not them. It's they're in the situation that they are because they're, then you know they're not they're not being managed. They're not being they're not being taught. They're not being, you know, then they are, you know, their home life is. Is you know that you are in that situation because if their home life was good, they wouldn't be behaving like that. So you have to, you have to. I mean, I'm not trying to justify their behaviour. Or maybe I am. It's just that you know, there's that they are, they are, they are where they where they are. But actually, it it fucking ain't their fault. It really is not Mm. because it's again about educating and about you know about discipline and about giving them structure and all of the stuff that you know that. That we all know that, um, that that people need, but again, it's just you know, but it costs money and it takes time. <clears throat> no one's got time anymore. No one's just they, again. Everything, everyone wants everything fucking yesterday. Yeah, they either want it. Yeah, yesterday, or they want the quick fix, or they want everything yeah, needs to be like. It doesn't. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, you know. So. But moving slightly on from from that sort of thing, are you, are you still a Millwall fan or? 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so, you don't do that for two and a half years, and then <clears throat> so maybe you know again there, there there is an argument. It was just a job, and I think yeah, it was just a job. But um, yeah, I've supported them um, um, ever since, yeah. and uh, and I've been a few times. Um, Excuse me. Um, when, when was Chelsea away when they in the FA Cup <clears throat> when we won? Was it the semi-final with the FA Cup? Was it the final with the FA Cup? Um, 2004. Slip back. Is that what it was? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Um, I only know and, that's because I'm a United fan and we played Millwall in the final. Yeah, it was, it was wasn't it? At Cardiff, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, we had something in the semis and, and Mick McCarthy was manager, so that was nice. That's quite good to be... To, yeah. It turned that over, so that that was good. So yeah, I um, and you know there, there was, there was a fucking great club. They yeah. did they did so much in the local community. Now they're just they're yeah. fucking great. They're just I can a great, actually, uh, great. Yeah, I can actually add to that a little bit actually because I'm actually in um, I'm in communications with a a, a, a fellow that works for Millwall. I'm organising another charity football match against. Well, last time I did it, it was against Spurs, um, and then I was looking around for for another another team. Uh, I know Arsenal do one. Um, I've got like uh, I'm in comms with West Ham as well. But then I looked at I looked at Millwall and being a military person, not that I've I've ever supported Millwall or anything like that, but I know for a fact that they love the military community. Um, so that they're they're on the, like the the top of my list to try and get them get to play the Millwall Legends in a in a game of football hopefully sometime next year. So that should be good. And I know they do loads in the community. I've seen on their uh, different websites and whatnot. So yeah, they do, mate. They're, but most of that, most of the clubs do now. West Ham do, Palace do, or well, certainly that I can only talk about the London clubs. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, Arsenal are massive. Um, Tottenham have got a you know they they all they, they and as they should they got to give back to their community because it's it's about um, you know and they've now all got really good academies and you know and they they're looking to try and you know homegrown talent and they throw a lot of money at it as they should um, which is which again is, is great that's that's the really good side of football and it's um, and that's what I suppose the money is brought to it. Uh, and the and the huge transfer fees go to go, go a long way towards helping and assisting in that. So yeah, but for me, Millwall, yeah, it's just you know they're a um, you know and they got a fucking fantastic support. And they've got they've got great support, and um, and yeah, for me, it's just it was a no brainer, and I, and I you know and I've and I'm. Um, proud of the fact that I do support them, and I know it pisses a few people off, probably a lot of people. Like you know, we don't want you because you're a snide and all the others. Well, I'm really against. You know, is we don't really give a fuck. Is yeah. ultimately I support them because they're a great club, and um, and they've got a great they've got a great fan base, uh, and their day will come. Yeah, yeah. So before before we actually like start closing off, I think we've got ten minutes left on this on this one. Um, yeah. When you got the call to go and and do the undercover undercover work, 
did you get the choice of what team you were going to, or was it no? You you guys are going to Millwall. You guys are going to West Ham to ICF and That's Chelsea it. and the Headhunters. Or was, so you just yeah. you were like right, you're going there. Yeah, but I was working South London too, so it was a natural. Um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. You know the area. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. To be to be fair, it's it's a fucking interesting subject. I think we could literally, I could literally chat to you for hours and fucking next time I have to do it face to face and get a few beers in or something um, but I just want to clarify one thing, I read it in the book and it made, me, it made me piss my pants when I read it so Big John Fashion he, yeah. he's definitely black though isn't he, he's not He's not a white guy <laughs> according to the sergeant he's white <laughs> Um, so there you go. That that says all about the first night out. <laughs> first night out, and he announces to the fucking Millwall fucking faithful that John Fashion is white. <laughs> oh, it's just quite extraordinary. Wait, I was, and, li- I was literally pissing myself laughing out loud while I was reading that. And people are going like, <laughs> "Is that true?" And it's just like I can assure you, everything in the book is absolutely fucking true. And there's sixty percent of the stuff that I wanted to put in the book that's not. So you got forty percent of what went on. Oh, <clears throat> there's sixty percent of stuff the fucking's not in there um, because just it is the because because it's just the way that that that, that things are. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, because people just yeah they're nervous and panicky and um, <clears throat> yeah. I had a page, you know, that was a page term of a lawyer that book. Yeah, I was going to say, did, did you have to? Did you have to get it all signed off before it was yeah. released? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and two of the guys that I worked with who were happy for me to write the book, the other two uh, read it all and, and made their comments about stuff that maybe I'd forgotten. So, but yeah, people go, "Oh, is the John Fashioning thing true?" Who fucking make that up? Who fucking how could you make that one up? <laughs> well, I tell you what, that's a good idea. I'll put that, and that'll make everyone laugh. That he thought John Fashioning was fucking. <laughs> brilliant brilliant extraordinary but we got we got away with it mate it's truly an extraordinary story as a whole and you you're a an extraordinary person i'm definitely definitely gonna get you in for a a proper face-to-face but it's been an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on genuinely anyway it's an absolute pleasure and we definitely definitely need to get some beers and some whiskeys telling stories I could, tell, I could listen to your stories all night, but my missus will yeah. kick my ass if I'm out here any longer. Uh, you go, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll, no I'll send you the link when I've got it all all sorted. Yeah, no worries. Nice all one, right, buddy. You look after yourself, mate. And you, mate. Stay Cheers, safe. mate. Cheers, yeah, mate. Bye.